This is a podcast by Wellhouse Church, where we take a closer look and dig a little deeper into this week's sermon. What's going on, Bible nerds? What's up? How we doing? How how we doing? Oh man, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Yeah? Considering I'm doing pretty well. Good, good. Um, since the freeze, Cohen knows this, but you guys don't. Since the freeze, my trailer has had some some plumbing issues. And you know? I've been fighting with that all week. Um, you have. I realized the thing that I was fighting with was the wrong freaking thing to be fighting with in the first place. Uh, yep. So I'm a little bit frustrated right now, uh, but I'm going to power through. It happens. It happens. Yep, just being real. You know, sometimes life gets frustrating. Uh, most of the time, life is frustrating, I think. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Yeah. Probably. I think that's true. That most of the time, life is frustrating, unfair, all the things. Yep, yep, yep. For sure. But you, you move on, you know. You live, learn, forgive, all those things, and you move along. That's right. Um, there's a, a song in there somewhere. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there is a song in there somewhere. Um, so last week... Um, your story was the treasure hidden in the field, right? So we're working through these three parables in a succession. Yep. yep. Um, and last week was the treasure hidden in a field. That was verse 44. And this week is 45 and 46. Yeah. And this one is similar, but also different. Um, it is. It's communicating the same general truth that the kingdom of heaven is worth giving up everything for. Yeah. Like whatever your preconceived notions about the world or your worldview or whatever you come to the table with, the kingdom of heaven is worth so much more than that. Yeah. Even if it's not exactly what you would like it to say. Right. I have a friend of mine that says all the time, there's all kind of stuff in the Bible that I wish wasn't there. Yeah. But it's there and I got to do something with it. Yeah. Right. I got to find some way to deal with it. Um, and so, in the same way, there are going to be a lot of things about the kingdom of heaven that we may not like. Sure. But even in light of the things that we don't like, the value of the kingdom of heaven far surpasses anything that we've had previously up to this point. Yeah. The difference here is, in last week's parable, um, there's a treasure, and it's hidden in a field, and the man who finds the treasure is not necessarily looking for the treasure. Right. Or doesn't say that he's looking for it. He just happens upon it, sees the value of the treasure, buries it in the field, and then runs away right. to go and sell, sell it all, all and stuff. then come back and buy the field for the treasure. Right. The difference in this story is... That he's looking. Well, and the, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant... In search of fine pearls. Yeah. So, you got a guy, and and first of all, well, I mean, there are several things that I want to say. I want to say a whole lot. <laughs> no. Um, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant 
but he's searching for fine pearls. Yeah. So he's searching for a singular category of things. Right. And he's actually out actively pursuing this. Yeah. I think the difference where I would draw between these parables is in the first parable, this seems to be more like a Paul on the road to Damascus kind of experience. Mm. Paul's not necessarily looking for Jesus. Paul's not out searching for anything. He's just out doing the things that he thinks is going to please God. And Jesus meets him and says, hey, bro, you got me all wrong. Yeah. And then Paul receives, goes away for a bit to study and deconstruct, and then comes back ready to hit the mission field. Yeah. Uh, so that that first story seems to be more of Paul's story. This story doesn't seem to be that. This is a person that's out specifically looking for pearls. And they just so happen to find a pearl that's of great value. And because of that, he goes and he sells everything and he bought it. Which means that somebody else owned it. And he gave everything he had to buy it. To buy it, yeah. That's strange. Well, so... That's also the thing that's different between the two, right? Because in the first one, he intentionally buried the treasure in the field, right? He wasn't buying the treasure. Well, no, no, because he does... He goes back, he sells everything, and then goes and buys the field. Right, right. He technically is, right? But... but, um, he happened upon it, intentionally buried it there, and bought the field that it was in. Right. He didn't buy the actual object. Oh, you're saying he didn't buy the object and take it out. Right. Yeah, uh, I think it's hard. I mean, yeah, I think the metaphor breaks down there differently just because Jesus can't buy the person that currently owns it Right. Right. in the story. And so I don't know that the metaphor can carry that way, um, but I do see the nuance that you're saying. It just... That was a, a difference that I'm having trouble making sense of, I guess. Yeah, um, I think I think we would call this parable more related to, and I know in a lot of conservative evangelical search circles, this word gets uh, kind of looked down upon. Mm-hmm. And I would just challenge you to not think so narrow-mindedly if you fall into this category. But these are the seekers. These are the people that are out looking. They know they have a hole in themselves. Mm. They know that they're missing something and they're out in search of an answer to that thing. Yeah. And so they're out in search of fine pearls. Yeah. Right. They could, a fine pearl to them could be alcoholism. It could be womanism. It could be, you know, it could be whatever they think will fill this hole that they have. But then in their seeking, in their searching, they come across one pearl that's of, as the text says, great value. Of great value. And it's like, it's it's a different kind of value, right? Of great value. Mm. And so our response is, I'm going to go sell everything. Now, notice, this says, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, plural. Yeah. Like there can be many of these things. That but he you can, finds one. But he finds one, and that one is worth going and selling everything. Everything. He sold all that he had and bought the one. So the way that maybe we should think about this then is 
you're in search of something to fill that hole. Um, you come across the kingdom of God, and then you get rid of everything to partake in this one thing. Yeah, that is how you should think of it. I mean, you could think of it, if you want to go corny and cliche, you could think of it as saying, everybody's got a God-shaped hole in, in their heart. Right. The question is, what are you filling it with? Yeah. Um, in the same way, so you know, a lot of people will turn to work or money or... Sex, Sex, drugs, yeah, what alcoholism, you know, whatever their own pride, right? Yeah, whatever your vice is, yeah, whatever the vice is, shout out, um, vice golf, but (laughs) whatever the vice is. And what's so funny is on the side of that hat, it says, Embrace your vice, (laughs) embrace your vice, that's right. Um, don't embrace your vices, yeah, no, no, um. They're talking about golf balls. Yeah. Or golf in general. Golf Golf. apparel. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's the point here is that we all have this kind of, or there's a large percentage of people that have something that they're looking for. They know that they're missing something in life. Yeah. And so they go and search for it and they find some kind of answer to it in a lot of different ways. Um, But then there's this one thing called the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. And it's a different kind of value. Yeah. It's of great value. These other things may have some value, right? There may be moments of pleasure. There may be moments of happiness, but they're fleeting, right, yeah. with these things. I know a friend who is going through quite a, quite a big significant thing in life right now. And one of my other friends told this friend in response to like him indulging in alcoholism is like any relief or pleasure you're getting from that experience is fleeting and momentary at best. Yeah. There's some value in that, right? If, if the alcohol is helping you mask your pain, there's value in that, but it's fleeting. Yeah, it's not, it's not wholesome. It's not healthy. Um, there's not true healing happening there. Yeah. At best, it's fleeting and momentary. And lots of times, it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, lots of times, embracing your vices um, to <laughs> shout out Dr. Brene Brown to 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 numb the feelings. Yeah. Um, you are also numbing not only the bad feelings, you're numbing the good feelings, which yeah. in turn, if you're numbing the good feelings, you're embracing the bad ones. Yeah. Um, and, and so there's just, um, there's not really a, a, a way to, to deal without dealing. Correct. And so because of that, what happens is this merchant that's out searching they can have a lot of things that give moments of value. Yeah. Right. I can, I can, I can, as many pearls as I think give me moments of value, I can hold them. Yeah. I can accumulate all the stuff that I think gives me value. But there's another thing. That's one thing that gives me so much value that I can get rid of all these other things. Yeah. 
because it's wholesome. It's healthy. It's life-giving. It's healing. It's yeah. grace. It's pleasure. It's joy. It's all the things we're looking for. But it's one thing found in one person named Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I think that's the point is like we can spend our whole lives looking for something to mask our pain or hurt or, you know, all the things that we're looking for to fill these holes or questions or doubts that we have. But there's only one that can actually do it. Yeah. And when you find it, you know. Yeah. And it's like, I can go give up all these other things because they weren't actually of immense value. Yeah. They were of momentary value. Well, and let's also talk about this for a minute since we've got plenty of time and I can chase rabbits. Um, you can chase a rabbit because I got another thing I want to talk about. But okay, yeah. well, then I'll chase a rabbit. Um, it never says after verse 46, and it was easy for him to live with just this one pearl. Yeah, interesting. Oh. Life in the kingdom of God is not easy. In the kingdom of heaven, life is not easy here on earth, right? Living the kingdom of heaven as it is fulfilled, right, here on earth is not easy because the rest of the world is still fallen, right? Yeah. We may be our own little pockets of the kingdom of heaven, but ultimately the rest of the world is still fallen. And we're pockets in a fallen world. Yeah, so what does Jesus say in Matthew 11? Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, mm -hmm. because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Mm -hmm. It's still a yoke and it's still a burden. Yeah. It's just easier than the other vices that we use to fill these holes. And maybe it's not even so much to say that it's easier, but it's more rewarding. Yeah. And so end. it feels easier because it's wholesome, it's healing, it's life-giving. And also you have healthy if you if you're doing it right, you have healthy community. Um which makes the difference between other vices as well cuz you can create community around vices, but that doesn't mean that it's healthy community, that it's a life-giving community. Yeah, that it's that it's a wholesome community. That's yeah. the point that I think uh I would make because even like we here in just a little bit, we're going to record an episode of pints and perspectives and we're going to have a beer together. Mm -hmm. Beer, alcohol can be a vice for people yeah, and they can build a community around that vice, yeah. but it's not a wholesome community. Right. Whereas we at Wellhouse have a wholesome community that sometimes will share an adult beverage together. Yeah. And yet, it's not a vice. Right. It's wholesome. Yeah. It's us being in community together and participating in things that God has given us. That we can enjoy. To appreciate. Yeah. yeah. To appreciate the pleasures, the small things in life. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing that I would, that's the place where I would make the difference is that a Christian community like we have at Wellhouse is a wholesome community. It's life-giving in all areas. Yeah. It's not... It's or at not least built. it should be. And if it's ever not, well, I there's think, some problems. Well, I think on. ours at Wellhouse is. I, I think so. But what I'm saying is that every community at some point, every church that you and I have ever been in has had 
points where you're like, yo, this isn't a life-giving community, right? Just because yeah. people are involved and people are imperfect, right? And so you work through those things. Yeah, for sure. And that's where I, that's where I would point to in the churches we've been in, just poor leadership. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the leadership didn't look and go, wait, we're going into an unhealthy place. Yeah. Versus here at Wellhouse, like, I do think it's wholesome. I do think it's life-giving. And as it should be wholesome and life-giving, it is in every area, not just in our places of momentary value like we would find in alcoholism or sex or these other places. Yeah. The other thing that I want to point out here that I wanted to point out last week, but I didn't really get the time, and that is that notice in both of these last parables that we've looked at, the one about the treasure in the field and the one about the pearl. Um, it's an economy. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a metaphor. Buying and selling. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, it's a metaphor of economy. Because I think it goes twofold. Number one, we are out in search of something. Right. Just like think about yourself going shopping. Yeah. Right. When you're in search of something, when you find the thing, you buy the thing. But it's important to note also that as you look both biblically and narratively, you see that salvation is one of economy because you've been bought with a price. Mm. Ooh, yeah. And so as, as God himself created the world and humanity in order to be in relationship with them in abundant love and grace, we messed it up. Yeah. And in our messing it up, God himself had to pay a debt that was owed to us by offering himself, his son, his himself, his son on the cross in order to pay for that debt. We have been bought with a price. Yeah. It is an exchange economy. Salvation is an economy. We are better because we've been bought. And as such, it's easy for us to think about giving of ourselves and our past things of value in order to receive the thing of immense value in the grace of Jesus. Yeah. You know what that makes me think of? What? Jesus paid it all. That um, more contemporary hymn. Um, yeah. I freaking love that song so much. Well, I think... Um, We don't we don't think about it in in that way per se anymore, but in the ancient world, nobody wanted to be indebted to anyone. No. Whereas we live in America, Western twenty first century, we seem to be indebted to everyone. Right. Anyone that'll give us money, we're indebted to. If you have a credit card, you're indebted to however many credit card lenders you have. Yeah. If you financed a car, you're indebted to the, the lien 
or the lender of that car, house, student loans, you know, personal loan, take your pick. Yeah. We're indebted to everyone. And so to talk about being being owing someone a debt, it doesn't it doesn't hit home the way that it did in the ancient world. Because we are the most in debt generation. My my generation is the most in debt. The millennials is the most in debt generation of all time. Yours is going to be even more if we don't do something about the situation we're in. But just as millennials are the most progressive generation that's ever been, but I, so as every other generation. Yeah, exactly. Um, way to go, Jim Jeffries, for pointing that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think. I think the point here is to say that maybe we need to relook at what we think about economy. Yeah. Notice it doesn't say if if you wanted to buy some Clayton that you couldn't afford, what would you do? Not buy it. No, that's not true. You just recently bought something you couldn't afford in the RV, and what'd you do? You financed it. You got a loan for it. I mean, yeah. Did he get a loan to buy the fine pearl? No, he went and sold everything. He went and sold everything. Because being in debt to someone is not an option. Mm. It's not an option in the ancient world. And so that's why it's very impactful when we think about us being owing a debt to God that we can't pay for. And so God himself comes and relieves us of that debt. Yeah, It's a different economy. Yeah. And like, it can't be lost on us that the economy of God is different, that we owe everything and yet pay nothing. Yeah. Um, I went and looked this up because those aren't the the lyrics that I I wanted this version. Um, Because talking about all this just kind of was, was, you know, I think musically and right. Yeah. um, But one of the verses um, for Jesus paid it all is when from my dying bed, my ransom soul shall rise. Jesus died my soul to save. Right. Um, and then it jumps. And when before the throne, I stand in him complete. I'll lay my trophies down all at Jesus' feet. Right. Like yeah. um, my ransom soul, Jesus on the cross paid for that. Yeah. Right. We are bought. We are ransomed. Yeah. Right. We were slaves to sin. Right. As Paul says, yep. and alive in Christ. Yep. Being alive in Christ is being ransomed. Right. Being That's alive exactly. in Christ yep. is being bought. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And so I think here it shouldn't be lost on us that we owed an immense debt one that we cannot pay ourselves. It is an insurmountable debt. And Jesus himself paid it all. And so it's not asking very much of us to sell everything else we have in order to participate in what Jesus has bought for us. It's not much to ask of Jesus to say, hey, I bought you something that you couldn't do on your own. I paid for that entirely. And all I'm asking 
is for you to entirely give yourself to me.